we can help one individual, especially a youth, feel empowered and feel good about themselves, then the goal is accomplished. Hunters Against Hate is a nonprofit that donates to LGBT youth organizations across the country. They raise funds from the sale of merchandise, the Book of Haunters, and most recently, their own branded events. Coming up, we'll learn more about the latest Book of Haunters and about this year's Haunters Against Hate, the event. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is our Vendor Showcase series in partnership with the Haunted Attraction Association. Okay, here's Paul Lanner, the creator of Haunters Against Hate, to explain more. I began by asking Paul why he focuses on LGBT youth organizations. I try to focus mostly on LGBT organizations that focus on teens. I think youth need it the most because they're the ones that are most vulnerable to hatred and bullying, whether from school, even from inside their families, and they need a support system that they can go to to prevent them from suicide because the highest rate of suicide is in LGBT youth. The book especially and the event are ways to highlight LGBT haunters. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Like volume five of the book, Haunters, was dedicated exclusively to LGBTQ haunters, which enabled them to tell their stories about coming out and how the haunt industry has helped them deal with that. And even when they were not accepted by their families, how they were accepted by the haunt community, which is very important. And because of those books, I've gotten emails from most recently a woman who said that by me sending her a couple of t-shirts to her daughter. It was the first time she saw her daughter smile in two years because she was being bullied so much because of her sexuality. So mm-hmm. that's that's what keeps Haunters going to take going those stories like that too that show that if we can help one individual, especially a youth, feel empowered and feel good about themselves, then the goal is accomplished. And give me a little bit more information on the books. There have now been eight volumes. Volume one was just the US and it has now expanded into the world. I've gotten submissions from Australia, from Germany, from the UK, and it allows people, all these hunters, to see that they're in this haunt family together. And so they should never feel alone. And I really feel that haunters need to be recognized in the industry for what they do because they're so important. And as the books have gone on, like the most recent book, I've expanded to include people that are behind the scenes, like Mm -hmm. the set decorators, the makeup artists, because they're just as important and they need to have a voice as well and why they're involved in the industry. So I thought that was a wise thing to do. It's like a record, a physical record. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's a coffee table book and it's something, it's almost, I look at it as almost like a yearbook. How did that idea come about? Was it because you were thinking about the concept of a yearbook? or It started with an idea that I came up with to do a calendar, actually, mm-hmm. a 14-month calendar. And I was like, submit your photo. I was hoping I'd maybe get 20 photos to choose from. I ended up getting over 100 photos and submissions for that calendar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is not going to work because there are so many people that are submitting photos. And, and they were amazing. I was like, I've got to expand this and turn this into a coffee table book. So I did the first volume and I was like, well, we'll see how it does. And it sold out immediately, the first run. So I had to do another run. And I was like, okay, this is something that people are really, really interested in. Volume four was dedicated to people of color and minorities, actors in the industry. Volume five was the LGBT. Volume six was uh, strictly women in the industry. To, and ironically, that's the one that filled up the fastest. Within a week and a half, the book was full. 
So I'm going to have to do a second volume on that one. Yeah. But the most recent volume was part of it was dedicated to haunters who are no longer with us. So people from their haunts sent in photos and their bios were written by fellow haunters. Really touching, really, really nice. Something that sets it apart is that there are themes for each one. I, I like to show that there's a diversity in the haunt industry, that it's not just all your cisgender white males. Everyone likes mm-hmm. to take part in the haunt industry. Everyone has a passion for it. So I wanted to show everyone out there that you're not alone. It's like we're all together as a family and yeah. we should all treat each other as family. Tell me about your event. The first one was, of course, last year, and it seems like it was a wild success. And so your next event is already scheduled for this coming year. Tell me about that. That is happening in July this year. And I, yes, the first event went very well. It's not, I wouldn't say it was the biggest con ever or event, but I don't want it that big. And the most important thing for me was the fact that everyone felt very welcome at my events, very comfortable. And that's what I wanted the most. And I've created Haunters Against Hate Awards. So it's recognizing the Haunter of the Year who has stood up to bullying uh, in their haunt or whatever. Like last year, I went to someone who stood up to religious fanatics that were protesting. Mm. And he went out there in his outfit and pro- held a Haunters Against Hate sign. You know, something like that that really shows what a Haunters Against Hate is all about. There's also a Legacy Award, which is given to a celebrity that has been very supportive of Haunters Against Hate. And this year it's going to Brandon Crane, who played one of the kids in the original It, which mm-hmm. he's been a big advocate for Haunters Against Hate since I first met him years ago. And then there's a memorial award that is in the name of a haunter that passed away from Statesville Haunted Prison. This year was going to a haunter that unfortunately was ambushed and killed at 27 years old, who was a sheriff. So his partner is accepting that award because he was he well-deserved. I, I, I like to bring the emotion into it and the feelings because to me, that bonds people even more. There'll be fun stuff like the cosplay competition, the makeup competition, stuff like that. But I want it to be, once again, an event about family and that everyone mm-hmm. feels comfortable with each other. Is that bonding kind of why you think it's important to go into the event space for this type of branded event? Absolutely. Because, when, like I said, you'll have these haunters coming up with their lanyards who don't know each other. And they'll see the lanyards and, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they'll be carrying their books. And you see these people who don't know each other, maybe just by looking at a book. You know, and now they're real people face to face and they're, you get that bond formed. And so the family just grows that way. And that's what I want. That's important to me. And so I, I'm expanding it a little, not much. I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed. I call it the small intimate event. Can you give us a, just a brief rundown of the agenda? There's going to be drag shows. There's going to be the panels. There's going to be workshops. I'm having cast reunion from the George Romero's Day of the Dead there. Mm. I'm having Judith O'Day, who was played Barbara in the original Night of the Living Dead, is going to be there. Mark Patton from Night- Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and Scream Queen, which he being LGBT, I think it's a great marriage, as it were. And he's very excited to be there. And the one really wonderful thing about this is all these actors have waived their fees to su- show their support for Hunters Against Hate. To tie it all home, the profits from this event go back towards the youth organization donations. Exactly. Correct? Exactly. Yes. It's all nonprofit. So anything yeah. made will go back. And generally, 
since I'm in Lexington, I'll probably give to PCSO again this year, which is Pride Community Services Organization in Lexington that helped the youth in this town. So you'll be at Transworld this year as well. Well, this will be my sixth year, I believe. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Booth fourteen forty, if I remember correctly. New T-shirt designs. I'll have the the newest book, new twenty twenty two pins for Haunter Skin State. So all the fun. Oh, and I'm having. I'm bringing back. I had it. Two years ago, and I'm bringing it back this year, is the Hunters Against Tate raffle, where people can buy raffle tickets. And I've had 12 companies donate product like Gorgalore, Froggy's Fog, and various other Synapse films is donating stuff. So that's pretty exciting. That's a lot of fun. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Hauntopic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.